This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Buyag, Starry, Logan, Punching Potato, and Jen Solo. And Adam, I think we have someone new this week. That's right. Yeah, we have a... Uh... Brand new person. Did you get uh, the name that they preferred? I did not. For the thing. (laughs) Okay, then in that case, we're going to go with Red Dead Coquette until they tell me otherwise. Um, But we're we're very excited to have a a brand new patron and and a member of our community. Welcome to the family. And thank you again, all of you, for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another marvelous episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. Welcome, man. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I'm happy. I've been having a good time. It's been a new week of school and so far so good. Getting lots of positive vibes across the universe. uh, How's the how's the new crop of uh, prospective hobbyists? You know, in so, your uh, charge. Actually, it's been pretty exciting. We've had some people that have been like, "What is this? This looks dumb. Not for me." They come the next day. They're like, "Okay." They come the next day. This is dumb, yeah. but it is for <laughs> me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's uh, oh, the, so, so that is the right answer. Um, so, yeah, like just watching some people that are kind of like naysaying come around on the hobby is, is really cool. And, um, you know, one of the, the big challenges that I have a lot of times is just getting people to understand the rules and mm-hmm. they do a really good job. They're like they're picking it up pretty quickly. Nice. I'm also making sure to really kind of take my time and just really drive home the basics. Is there so. is there anything that you did in is there anything that you are like making a concerted effort or a a point of doing this time that you did that you've done differently in the past? Are you changing anything? about your approach this time around? I, I don't know if there's that much different that's happening as much as it might just be. I have a few other students in there that are motivated. And so that other mm. people kind of jump on that. But I think, you know, if sometimes I don't always have the greatest poker face and sometimes <laughs> I would, I would let it show a little bit more than I should. If I'm like, disappointed or getting frustrated, right? Uh, like when, when someone's not getting something that I think is simple, um, right. Or even more so, I don't feel like they're trying to learn it. Then, then I can, I can roll my eyes a little bit. And I've been really trying to make a concerted effort to, um, stop that and to, mm. and to just be sort of positive and supportive. And, uh, that definitely is going to get you further, uh, these days. 
So yeah, I would say so. And, well, and you know, maybe, you. maybe it always would. I don't know, but it's so far uh, the Ted Lasso approach seems to be better than the Gordon Ramsay approach. <laughs> so to take I, two extremes, I don't know if that was ever in question. <laughs> um, I sure hope not. Anyone who thought otherwise. Uh, well, there, there's I've, been a longstanding sort of theory about teaching in a way that is, you know, harsh, let's say harsh mm-hmm. and honest, you know, like when you watch uh kill bill, you know, Pai may is not a, yeah. is not a nice teacher. Even Yoda, who's like filled with wisdom and stuff, you know, it's a that, tough love kind yeah, of, yeah, there's thing. a lot of, a lot of toughness. Um, even in uh, Elden Ring, you know, when you when you get um, Solen as your teacher of magic, she said, I, I never cast kind words. Um, mm. You know, there's something that, that people have always I, I guess that's a tradition that's really carried over. But I, I strongly doubt that it's really supported by much other than tradition. I, I don't know. I haven't really asked, but I, at, at no point have I ever gone to a professional development meeting and they told me that I should be harsher or less mm. patient or, you know, whatever. And yeah. the, the more you kind of just check your own ego and your own insecurities at the door, usually the better off you're going to be. And so it's, it, it's good. I'm very happy. That's awesome. Well, I'm um, glad I'm, yeah. I'm excited to, to hear what the, shenanigans they get up to and who the who the standouts this uh this go around wind up being um Mm -hmm. we did ogre in the road just like we always do did anyone do anything uh unexpected uh or or expected but extreme yeah it is definitely unexpected this um this girl I have uh, in my class, she is just so sweet and so soft-spoken and kind of cutesy Uh-oh. about everything. Yeah, you know where this is going. I know exactly. Oh, God. So she kills the ogre by tearing into his eye sockets with her thumbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. And I was just there like, we go. Oh. there was some hiding. There was some hiding That's under right. the surface. She is your classroom's Vorpal Bunny. Vorpal Bunny. Yeah, very true. The, from, um, from Monty, Monty Python. Python. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my uh, God. So I was I was both uh, impressed and a little startled. That's uh, I mean, that's a success on her part. Yeah. You know, grab grab their attention by the little lapels and just <laughs> shake them till they till they can't help but watch mm-hmm. oh my god yeah uh other than that the the other thing i just wanted to remark on there's been a bunch of trailers coming out and yes there you know, have i i do like me some movies i'm i mean i've been very easy date in that pretty much my two favorite things to do are go out to eat and watch a movie Right. Yep. Like I it's the most standard date possible and, and it's totally my jam. Maybe That's walk around when, and Barnes and Noble after, uh maybe get a Jamba juice or a Starbucks. But that's so about pretty it. much everything you and I do when we get together. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, we always go <laughs> to a game much. store and then That's we right. do all those other things. Oh, and then we sit and paint 
Oh man. And then we binge a show and it's great. You know, and I, you know, I'm, I dig it. It's fantastic. And then your kids are always thrilled to see me. So I, I'm always, I always appreciate that. They, they really love when you're over and it's not like I even do anything. Right. I'm just like, Hey, and they're like, yay. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Yeah. You (laughs) sit on the couch and they're like, so happy that you're sitting on our couch. Yeah. They just want to show me everything. And I'm just sitting there like scrolling through my phone and I I look at them once and and that's what it takes. So that's that's um, all it takes. uh, I appreciate them. They're great kids. Um, but a couple of really great trailers have been coming out and oh my god yes uh i just watched the one for i am groot um oh i didn't i didn't i haven't seen that it looks cute i'm not that excited for it i it's okay it's definitely like for the kids you know sure um and then there was uh the D movie oh man which i'm sure everyone listening to this has already seen a few times it's the. Oh. It, it looks like it will be the first ever good D and D movie. I'm like I. Ever since I heard that they were doing this, especially when I heard Chris Pine was getting involved, yes. I was like, I was like, hmm. And I, I have, I wanted to be optimistic, but I was on the heavily cautious side of cautiously optimistic and when i heard the trailer was out i was like yeah yeah absolutely and i went and watched it after i heard some people go wow that was that was pretty good it blew my freaking socks (laughs) off like i was not ready for that it looks good it looks clever it looks funny it looks creative and it looks like it's definitely referencing the universe, you know, uh, like I'm pretty, pretty sure I saw a red wizard of Thay. Yep. Um, they were, they were very expressly showing you, Hey, look, here is an owl bear and yep. we know what an owl bear is. We're going to also say the word. So you yep. all know that we thought owl of bear this is a thing. Yep. Um, I mean, shoot, there's one shot in there that literally looks like the uh, like the creatives were looking at the cover of the player's handbook and were like, make something that feels just like that. There's a one of my favorite things I saw in the trailer was Chonky Dragon. Yes, there's like a chubby red dragon. And that makes me so happy to see that. Um, oh yes, because like that's one thing that that fizz bands did really well. Where they were like, you know, maybe not every dragon is exactly the same. You know, right. may, maybe within the same color, they're, they even have personalities and physical quirks and stuff like that. And so I, I like that that they have this, and I, I wonder if that's going to be like a joke or something. Uh, the black dragon looked like a black dragon with like the proper horn, uh, you know, uh, formation. And that that freaking, you know, corrosive acid all over the place. And oh, my God, that stuff looked vile. Oh, yeah. It looked like burning tar, you know, I made a gif. Yes, I I saw that. And it looked like he was looks like he was repeatedly throwing up, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was freaking back in and then throwing. (laughs) Oh, man. So fun. 
Yeah, that was pretty that cool. Poor dude that gets all blowed up. Man, <laughs> that guy. He Rip had a that guy. rough. Oh, it was um, it was bad. And the, but the 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 trailer that I've that I've been the most excited about though has been uh, Black Panther two. Uh, I have not seen that. Yeah, the the trailer Black Panther two Wakanda Forever. Yeah, uh, it looks beautiful. It looks really? emotional. Like you know, I that we enjoy the MCU for a lot of things. Sure, but, but one thing they they have made a habit of kind of avoiding is sincerity. Sure. And it it feels very sober, and and I think that the MCU has has needed that for some time. You know, well, we're, we're, I, we're kind of past the point now where we go. You know, isn't it all silly that we're all superheroes? It's like, yeah, we get the joke. Now, now yeah. let's all assume that 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 is now understood. Mm-hmm. And now, now can we start telling stories again? Right. And right now, at least based on the trailer, which you never know, uh, but it looks very impressive. Well, and I think with, you know, the the late uh, great Chadwick Boseman, you know, his with his passing, there's there has been ever since that happened. There's been a lot of I don't want to say baggage, but a lot of emotional stuff tied to the black panther movies now yeah from from when the first one came out up until now um as well as you know things that have happened with uh you know in the real world and everything too there's a lot of feeling tied to this um to the to the black panther character and setting uh i guess you know the 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 subsetting within the greater mcu mm-hmm. um yeah and, the, the wakanda culture yeah and it, it's really cool and and that's something we're going to talk about a little bit later in much more detail but i feel like one thing i really want from a lot of these movies cuz like on the one hand i know that hey i shouldn't take my superhero movies so seriously but every now and then some of them probably should be serious. And yeah, when they, when they do it, like it doesn't matter that it's about a comic book character. It can be a emotional resonant, um, relevant story about interesting characters that relate to us or teach us things. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I really want more of. You know, when I watched the uh, Dungeons and Dragons trailer, I was like, well, you know, this this kind of looks like a Marvel movie because yeah. there's like, oh, it's like action. It's like an action comedy, right? Yep. Like, you know, there's going to be a little drama and stuff in it, but we're always going to drop a few quips. You know, mm-hmm. the, the lead appears to be Chris Pine as a bard, right? Like, yeah. you don't really even need to say much more than that. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's not what I'm looking for with my Black Panther film, you know, where they're going to. Yeah, I know they're going to hit some heavier notes. Yeah, I I will. I will definitely be uh, going to watch that. Um, speaking of uh, watching some 
cool MCU stuff. Uh, I am going to be going tomorrow to do a rewatch of Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, my father-in-law and my brother-in-law haven't seen it yet. So oh. we're all we're all going to go see it together. And nice. What's interesting is when you were out here uh, at the theater we went to, we saw it in full, true, glorious IMAX. Mm -hmm. And it was it was freaking spectacular. So we were looking for the tickets for us for tomorrow, uh, my brother-in-law and I, and there wasn't anything on the IMAX. I was a little bummed and he showed me the show times that they did have. And one of the, uh, one of the showings had a few more like tags Mm -hmm. on the screening. And it said that this particular one was showing in something called screen X. Have you heard of this? No, I don't know what that is. I didn't either. So I looked it up. And I'm glad I did because this sounds insane. Like apparently there's a new format for for these movies, kind of like filming in IMAX. You know, they're using a special camera and all this stuff. For Screen X, it requires a specially built theater that allows for three screens, all of them huge, where Basically, the movie proper is showing on the central screen like it normally would, but at a like a 270 degree angle on the far on the right and left sides are two additional screens that have fully additional content. That's it's it's like an extreme panorama where the idea is that it will fill your entire periphery Mm, and basically make you feel like you are smack in the middle of the scene with the main characters. Mm -hmm. It sounds bonkers. Like I, I went and uh, looked up some little diagrams and like the scale of it looks crazy pants. Mm. So I'm, I'm very interested to to see how it goes. Um, it sounds like there's really nothing else that can kind of compare to it. Like they, the article I was reading wanted to, you know, do a, a compare and contrast between that and IMAX. And they're like, you, you can't. They're like, it's two completely different experiences. But mm-hmm. I guess the immersion of it is crazy and i like the fact that you're that everything on the right and left is additional stuff like they've got additional cameras during filming filming all this other stuff that's going on off to the sides that if you're just watching the normal screening you'd have no idea that any of this other stuff is going on Hmm. so I'm I'm very very curious. Well, I hope it actually adds something. Um, yeah, I will say it sounds a little gimmicky, but you know, I you never know, right? Like maybe it, right. maybe it'll be really cool and immersive. Um, it it does it does make me a little like worried sometimes because like what I really want from a movie is for there to be like good writing, 
And, and sometimes I feel like maybe not audience members necessarily, but certainly like studio execs mm-hmm. a lot of times try to go for that, like novelty of here's something crazy about the visuals, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a pooty head. <laughs> I mean, I that's possible. Like they, I like we, feel like, like we saw we saw it in IMAX, but we were also on like on the side of the of the theater, right? And so like the screen was curving, and I was like, well, you know, that's not that helpful. If I'm if I'm sitting in the center, that's probably going to do something. But from where we were, I was like, eh, you know, this is fine. This is this is good, but. Sure. Uh, it wasn't like knocking my socks off, you know? And, and so having peripherals, I, I also wonder, well, I'm sure that a lot of viewers will probably find that distracting. Um, so hopefully you don't put anything too important <laughs> on those sides. Well, um, that that's what, that's why I was saying the movie proper is still all in the center. So mm-hmm, if you right. don't look at the sides, you're not going to miss anything. Right. All the important stuff is still where Except, they you know, intended they're going to start putting like Easter eggs in the sides and, you know, so you watch it again and again. Um, well, well, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, we have got a big topic to get yes, through we today do. and and we and we got to get going. And so speaking of Marvel, it's, yeah. you know, yeah, this is going to be our most clickbaity episode ever. Okay, <laughs> but look, I, I'm a yeah. sucker for this kind of thing. I love talking about this stuff. I like talking about the MCU and I love rating things. I like giving my opinion on crap. And so we are bringing you back <laughs> another tier list. Another back, tier list back by uh, I wouldn't say popular demand or um Back, back by us <laughs> wanting to do it. Us wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to look at the films only. Uh, so maybe we'll do a mention of the shows, like if we have a little time at the end. But let's face it, we're not yeah, going to. Yeah, that won't happen. <laughs> That's not no. going to happen. We'll, we'll um, hit the shows another time. Uh, you know. It, I find them very hard to compare. I know a lot of other people that, that have rated these things. Uh, we'll sometimes put them together, but I just don't see how you can compare, um, you know, a two hour or less film to, you know, a six episode to 12 episode miniseries or whatever it is. Right. You know, that's that's uh, they're two different beasts and then they have two very different budgets, frankly. Yeah. Um, it, you know, OK, so without any further ado, here is our MCU film tier list. Now, I have a quick question going into this okay Um, and i i don't know how how easy this will be to do are we able to go through these in chronological order in terms of like uh like release uh, or like timeline in in terms of release which Um, ones were released first up until most recently uh i can probably i can look that up i can look up the list in order I can probably do the beginning off the top of my head, but I'm I'm sure I'm going to get lost in the middle. Oh, I I definitely would. Um, yeah. Uh, the other way we can handle it is we could just go by character, so that way we hit all their like sequels. Okay, um, that might be interesting. Whichever one you want to do. 
Okay, let's just do it that way so we don't have to look up anything. Um, okay. So I have my little tier list chart open. I've actually already set up what I think I'm going to go with, but there, I did too. Yeah. So there's every possibility that that one of us sways the other a few times, right? So sure. It, I even had my wife come over and look at it, and she was like, "Yeah, what about this? What about this?" And I was like, "Yeah, you got a point." And yeah. I, so I, I moved a couple things around, and of course, tier lists are dumb. Tier lists are silly. They're just our dumb opinion. This is not scientific. Having said Except that, except for Captain Marvel, where we put that, <laughs> it lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, in this tier list, we we are going from S to all the way down to D. I didn't feel like anything deserved less than that. Um mm-hmm without being like just petty or personal, like there's definitely stuff I just never want to see again. Right. (laughs) And like, I would personally give it an F based on my own, like just personal enjoyment, but appreciating a movie for what it is. And like just giving it a rating based on what I think the film's impact is and, and how sort of not objectively good it is, but sort of, yeah, objectively. (laughs) Um, We'll that's how best. that's how I rated it. Okay, because if I'm just going by my personal favorites, that's going to be a very different list. Mm. So uh, the the way that I that here is the the rubric that I gave to to Andrew. So S equals best of the best. It actively changes the genre, like it has a massive impact on films as we know them, or at the very least on the superhero genre. Hmm. So the S rating should be very rare. This is better than good. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is, this is truly one of the most spectacular greats. Okay. A yep. is one of the most memorable and enjoyable selections exemplifying the MCU. We're generally looking for a very good balance. No glaring weakness. There might be one or two because no film is, is perfect, but you know, we're, it's all very forgivable considering you know what you get right b is niche uh crowd pleaser or really good for a specific tone slash audience so let's say you're you're in the mood for a laugh or you're in the mood for some action you're in the mood for something you know really dramatic you know but it doesn't necessarily bring you a balanced look all around like maybe there's some glaring weaknesses then that would be b tier um so C is lots of good parts. Yep. Like they're definitely not like this sucks. Right. But there are some big problems that hold it back from being great. Mm. Um, so we're, we're going to say lovable, but flawed. Okay. Okay. And then D is the, uh, really the poorest examples. They're, they're rife with enough issues to make it, not really a repeat watch. Okay. Mm. And, and I think that at least for me, that's really kind of the test. Yeah. How often did I replay this movie? Mm. And some of these, I, yeah, I I'm looking at them and what I've put here on, on D and yeah, I don't want to watch them again. Mm. You know, I'm sure I'm going to watch them once, you know, for, you know, posterity or something, but yeah, you know, or have someone else see it. But I didn't think anything here deserved F. 
Mm. Like nothing here was just like, this is garbage. This is irredeemable. There's nothing of value. Like I didn't think anything was that. Okay. Fair now, enough. Did, did you add your own F tier though? That's what I'm wondering. Did I go. I did. I didn't. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't E and an F tier. Oh, wow. Oh, you really stretched it out, but okay. Only, only for two movies. Um, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So the F tier only because I was anticipating what you might do. So I put what you, what I thought <laughs> you might put in the F tier in the F tier yeah. and, yeah. and full disclosure in the E tier. I made the E tier just for, for things that I just straight up haven't seen. So, oh, okay. I, All I, right. And I put the Eternals in there, which also works out doubly well because E for Eternals, you know, yeah, it's, true. it's right there. True. Um, that it, it, it's a commitment to watch that one. That's one that I, I just, I have, when we get to it, I just have no kind of frame of reference. That's just one that I've missed. And everyone was like, it's okay that you missed it. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, it, of everything, it is the most missable. So I guess we could just start by talking about Eternals. So sure. You have not much to say, so I'll, I'll keep this short. Sure. Eter- Eternals is weird because it's directed by Academy Award winning director Chloe Zhao, right? And it has a super star studded cast. You know, mm. it's got Salma Hayek, it's got Angelina Jolie, it's got uh, Kit Harrington. It's, you know, you're, you're just like every scene, you're like, oh my gosh, look who it is. Yeah. And, and that's really cool. And there's some wonderful CGI and there's some pretty good shots. And the movie is really kind of boring. Mm. Um, the movie is very long. It lives up to its name. <laughs> and frankly, all the characters in, I think, part of their effort to be larger than life um, end up just sort of coming off as stoic and unreachable Uh, when the film is really trying to get to the humanity at each of them, but not all of them really have a lot of humanity. mm. And it turns out there might be a good reason for that. According to the plot. Mm, Interesting. But uh, another thing I want to say is, Sometimes there is a thing, such a thing, is making your stakes maybe a little too big. Uh, and yeah, when it gets that way, like his Eternal suffers from the same thing that a lot of the post Avengers Endgame movies suffer from, which is where do we go from here? Yeah. And one of the things that has been tried is, well, what's bigger than the end of the universe? <laughs> right. The end of all the universes, all the universes, right? Or let's go with the gods beyond gods, right? Yeah. And I find all of that very frustrating. I mean, for me, Eternals, even from uh, even even in a, uh, you know, going back to our our tabletop roots. I mean, that's a problem that we run into in D and D a lot too. Like once you start hitting those upper echelons of play and, you know, trying to tell those stories, it can be, you can run into a very similar kind of thing where it's like, you know, you can kind of uh, have a difficult time with trying to one up 
these big bads that you might have had or these problems or threats that were going on where you do get to a point where it can feel like like you're just trying to go bigger just for the sake of it being bigger right yeah it can it can feel that way and i think that eternals has a lot of interesting things but ultimately um for me it's not a rewatcher it doesn't really seem to have a relevant place in the greater continuity Mm. and yeah it's very skippable I put it in D tier. Sure. Um, okay. So is that the only one you haven't seen? That is the only one that I haven't seen. Okay. Well, it is the most missable of all of them. Okay. Fair enough. So next, uh, let's talk about Iron Man. Oh. And let's, you know, because that's where it all starts. So I want to talk about the three main Iron Man films. We're not going into Avengers or any of his appearances in Spider-Man, we're talking about one, two, and three. Yep. Okay. So Iron Man one, your thoughts. S tier, baby. I agree. I actually, yep. I put it in S tier and I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people go, oh, the third act, uh, Warmonger is not that interesting. No, he's not. Um, you know, for all, for, for its imperfections, Iron Man does something miraculous. It okay. got people to take a superhero movie seriously. People were like, oh, God dang. Look at that. Well, you know, before that, we had the the X-Men. Um, Tobey Maguire, you know, Spider-Man. They had a, yeah, and they had the, the, the Sam Raimi films. Uh, there was, you know, Batman movies, um, Blade. <laughs> yeah. I think um, there, there, there was uh, the Hulk there was there was oh, a Hulk yeah, the, movie. the angley hulk yeah um which is awful it's just <laughs> the worst it's worse than everything on this list okay <laughs> it's it's unwatchable just unbelievable okay um iron man is the reason why there's an mcu yep it it does everything he needs to do it sets a tone it achieves balance between um, drama and comedy relief. It's yep. serious when it needs to be serious. It has levity where it's deserved. Yep. yep. And I think it is a, just an absolutely monumental achievement. S tier. Yep. Full, okay. full agree. That's one of my all time faves. Yeah. And I've gone back to watch that one several times. I love it. I gotta say, I, I, I do. I do agree on like looking back the you know everything with uh jeff bridges um his his character did always feel kind of lackluster to me and yeah you know i that and which is terrible because jeff bridges is like the man right oh, he's, he's freaking so, he's the dude he's so cool right he's such a great actor but you know one of the common problems that we sometimes see in the MCU is underutilizing a fantastic actor or actress. Yes. Um, yeah. And Iron Man is the worst at this. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily with um, Warmonger or Ironmonger, sorry, mm-hmm. Ironmonger. But really, as we get into Iron Man 2 and 3, I think they have some serious villain problems. Yeah. Well, and underutilizing magnificent talent. Let's uh, let's jump into Iron Man 2 then. Iron Man 2 is three movies that got mushed up into one. Yeah. And, 
And there are three really cool ideas in there. It, there's a lot of neat stuff. I like a lot of the parts. Mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer is just amazing. <laughs> I I love Justin Hammer so much. Why hasn't he come back? But the movie is messy. Yeah. It it's troubled. It's unfocused. Your thoughts? I I I I mean, it's a pretty solid agree. Um I I freaking love Mickey Rourke. Like Oh yeah. The, the dude yeah. is fun to watch like i but completely underused him as marv in sin city like Uh i just i remember him like he's also the only good thing about the expendables by the way (laughs) (laughs) the expendables Um, is just the worst so he seeing him seeing that he was going to be in this i was like oh yeah that looks like fun and then seeing him with the you know with the freaking the the whips and crap on the on the raceway and stuff like he just it was cool and then it just was meh and i was like this is a dude who could bring some serious punch to to this movie like the guy can be hard freaking core and he's got the acting chops as well but it just kind of wound up feeling like whatever um, although I, I do love the scenes where he's just so insistent that he, he wants his bird <laughs> <laughs> and drone is better, right? This is um, not my bird, <laughs> my bird, my bird. Um, yeah, I, I love him. He does wonderful. And, uh, Mickey Rourke has been pretty open about his disdain for, Marvel and the way that a lot of his stuff was cut. Really? And he, he felt mistreated. Oh, I to be fair, hadn't heard it. We're talking it, by the way, you remember that Iron Man two is the third film in the entire MCU. So really? Yep, yep. It was, it was that soon. It was that soon. There was Iron Man Hulk and then Iron Man two. And Wait, the, the so, Ed Norton Hulk came out after Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have been living under the impression that that movie, that Hulk came out like years and years ahead of Iron Man. And then there was just this big gap and people were like, oh, that was cool. There. No, there's there were two Hulk films and you might be mushing them. I might together in the timeline. So there was the Ang Lee Hulk um, where it's. Um, all about the trauma he suffers from his dad. Right. Right. And the movie's super boring. And then he fights two giant poodles. And then I turn the movie off. Um, then, then we start the MCU with uh, Iron Man where they're like, oh, well, you know what? We'll throw a teaser at the end of this and see if it goes anywhere. Right. And people are like, I really like this movie. I wonder where that thread was going to go. And then they're like, okay, all right. Well, let's try Hulk again. And this time it was with Edward Norton, who is great. Um, and uh, uh, it's really cool. And um, but it also has problems, mm. but it's tremendously better than its predecessor. Oh, sure. At least in my opinion. So anyway, we're not talking about Hulk right now. Right. We, we're we'll talking come back. about Iron Man 2. Ultimately, I put it in C tier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I, it I deserves agree. the D rating because it's definitely watchable. Like. 
I will I will go back for it. Sure. I will eat popcorn and watch it. Yeah. And um I I felt the same about three. So I I very much disliked three. <laughs> uh yeah but uh, you you didn't your thoughts about iron man 3 were more about i was were were pretty equal to two that was kind of split i was just kind of ambivalent about it like i didn't there wasn't a ton in it where i was like i actively freaking hate this but there wasn't much in it where I found myself really enjoying it. Like, you know, the way I enjoy a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, you had, you know, when he, when he brings all the suits out and everything, you know, that sort of stuff was interesting. Seeing Tony interact with the kid was, uh, was gratifying. It's neat to see him kind of, uh, trying to get his head straight. Um, and also, uh, Iron Man three is post Avengers because correct. Yeah. Correct. Cause he's dealing with basically the fallout of New York. Yeah. He um, has PTSD. Right. Which, right. We, we start with that. I thought that was, I actually thought that was very interesting, uh, to, to be, it's never really referenced again until like just barely hinted at, in uh infinity war right um but it it was neat to see even for a little while the fact that you know this huge like globally affecting uh incident like you're literally talking about aliens coming through a rift and just smashing things wantonly in one of the biggest cities on the planet like yeah you know it's the kind yeah, of that's, that's going to do that, something. Yeah. So he's dealing he's suffering from that with yeah. all this stuff. And I thought that that was kind of a bold. That's the best move. part of it. Yeah, that, that's the best part of it. The The problem for me is that it never feels fully resolved. Yeah. And then we and then we just sort of move on. And so if you're going to pull out a big topic like that, which is very relevant because I mean, at at the point where this movie's out, we're still very much embroiled in conflicts abroad, right? And Americans are very are feeling very uh, war fatigued, right? And you know, we're kind of wondering what it's all for, and and we're we're seeing the suffering that our veterans are seeing, and so and Iron Man kind of reflects that a little bit, right? And so to have it just kind of go well, then he spent some time with this kid and he's fine now. Oh yeah. I, I did not find that at all satisfying. Um, sure. the, also the, the other problem I have is how disposable the suits are and they're like millions of dollars that, that it, irritated the crap out of me. Yeah. That, that was very irritating. And then the, the, the Trevor Slattery twist. I know some people love that. I hated it. I wanted, I wanted Robert Downey Jr. Versus Ben Kingsley. That was, that was the thing. I was really looking forward to, and that's not what happened. Oh and then, yeah, when um, when I heard and then the 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 Aldrich Killian character going, "I am the Mandarin," is probably the most cringe line in all the MCU. Yeah, I it's real bad. When so I heard for me, this is this is solidly in D tier. When I heard, um, like I wasn't familiar with the Mandarin from the comics and then way back you had told me about 
who the Mandarin was supposed to be and that he was, you know, this this individual who literally did have magic. And I went into this really excited to see Tony, who is essentially, you know, a science versus magic tech versus magic. Some, you know, a scientist versus somebody who definitely isn't. And said we but, but we do get some exciting footage of Ben Kingsley punching a fortune cookie. So so that's great. And then there's the part where where Tony's like, here's my address and then doesn't prepare for battle at all. And then he's like, oh, no, my whole place got blown up. It's like, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, you know, in in retrospect, you you you've convinced me I I dropped it down. Okay. All right. Well, we got to move on. We got to let's take these a little more quickly if we can. Yeah. Uh, um okay so the next character since we already brought him up let's talk about hulk okay um hulk only ever got one solo movie at least so far and 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 that's largely due to well entirely due really to universal owning the rights to the to the hulk Mm. and they just haven't really wanted to give him that solo film with marvel because money yeah um so we've seen hulk in various team-ups in a lot of ways, Thor Ragnarok ends up being kind of Hulk 2 in a way. Kind of. But kind of, sort of. Not really. And so the only real movie we have to talk about is Hulk, which does not star Mark Ruffalo, but Ed Norton. Right. Um, and it's a really interesting take, but it's generally not well liked or remembered. Mm. And, you know, do, what do you think about it? I, I, I remember very little about it i and that's a problem <laughs> um the the one the one thing that sticks vividly in my mind is one shot where hulk is in like a park or something and this dude is coming to attack him and hulk drop kicks this guy right in the chest and I have never seen a hit like this since this guy does like full ass over tea kettle rolling as fast <laughs> as a speeding car across the park, across this open green lawn and slams face first, full body, no slowdown into a tree that does not move. And his body gets like pulped into that oh, tree. Yeah. Oh, it's the main bad guy, by the way. Yeah. Um, who who ends up becoming abomination. And and um this is one of the problems that the that the movie runs into. That scene, by the way, was awesome. I love it. Oh my it. god, yeah. Because it, it also happens very suddenly and it's a little shocking. Yeah. And I I actually dig it because the Hulk in my opinion, should be kind of frightening. Oh yeah. They've, they've really turned him into this big teddy bear in the last few films. And, and I'm not sure that's for the better. Right. Um, although it's good to watch the character develop. I think it needs to regress at some point. And I, I hope that is coming. Mm. Um, or at least, you know, take on maybe that savage Hulk or maybe the, the world war Hulk mm. persona, like something like that. I don't really want them to do Cole or any of those other dumb ones, devil Hulk and whatever. Yeah. Um, comics are weird. So anyway, <laughs> um, there's some really cool things that happen there. It, you know, he, he really tries to get his stuff under control. 
He's trying to fix being the Hulk. He's constantly in in uh, contact with Mister Blue, um, who turns out to to be teased as the leader um, at the end of the film, where his head starts to grow. And but we never see anything come of that. Okay, the the character never returns. Mm. Maybe in the upcoming She Hulk series, we'll see him. I'm I'm hoping that that happens because that would be really great. Um, one of the big problems that Hulk runs into is it's a bit slow. Yeah. And the other issue is what a lot of them face is dumb bad guy syndrome. Okay. Um, once the transformation happens, an abomination exists. The the movie kind of just goes, just kind of takes a nosedive. Uh, I feel like I remember something about that. And the it, like the last 10, 15, 20 minutes of the movie are just, rawr, 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 you know, just kind of over and over again. Sure. And then it ends. Hulk, I like it more than I think a lot of people do, but I do think it deserves a D. Hmm. It's ultimately one of the poorer examples of what the MCU created. And to be fair, the MCU was still kind of defining itself. Yeah. But if that had been the first film, I'm not, I'm pretty much certain that the MCU wouldn't have lived through it. Oh, no, no. I mean, the, the, I think the thing that sold Iron Man more than anything was how likable and charming and fun Robert Downey Jr. was as Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. And Hulk in general just isn't that guy. Right. And, and Ed Norton probably really had no business being in a comic book film. Mm. It seems, it seems like maybe he felt it was a little below him. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he, he definitely sees himself as more highfalutin, whereas Robbie Downey, Robert Downey Jr. You know, was kind of off the top of his game. Then he came crashing down hard, right? Basically ruined his career and then brought it back from death. Right. And and so I think he, he comes into it with a certain amount of humility mm-hmm. that ended up really serving him in the long run. Oh, definitely. So, um, OK, so I put I, I put uh, Hulk in D tier. Did you have an opinion? Um, I I had it in C tier, frankly, just because I didn't remember very much of it. It's been so long and I only saw it the once. Um but that's a pretty bad sign, right? Yeah. I only ever saw this once. Like, oof. Yeah. Not so good. Fair. Um, who do we have next? Okay. So let's talk about Captain America. Oh, yeah. The star spangled man with a plan. So I'll just say it. Captain America, the first Avenger is my favorite MCU film. It's so fun. I love it. It has, it it inspires me. It warms the cockles of my heart. It has um, great messaging. And what a challenge to make a movie about Captain America. Yeah. It is like that works in the modern age of really all of us asking, was America ever great in the first place? Sure. And, did, you know, what? You know, we're really kind of reexamining our history. How do we make a hero that represents America? And I think miraculously, the movie kind of nails it. Oh, it totally did. I mean, I when I was looking at the list, 
my initial inclination was actually to put it at S tier. But then I thought about the criteria. I was like, I don't know that it actually changed the game, but right. it right. it it nailed everything about what it was. And it I completely agree. It's one of my all-time faves. It's uh, yeah. I mean, Chris Evans was a dead ringer for uh for Steve Rogers and and it really is this inspiring movie and it i feel like so many especially superhero movies um but also just general media we tend i think as a culture to really dig the anti-heroes you know the hero who's who right. can get his hands a little dirty who's not afraid to we, do we like wolverine and deadpool yeah right, right? You know, and this movie made me feel like it was maybe the first movie that I'd seen in a long, long time that made a hero that was a like a true blue good guy seem cool like, without feeling xenophobic. Right. Or, you know, like it had an, an overwhelming political agenda. Right. Like. They really navigated that expertly. Yeah. And I, I'm just so impressed. But I do agree with you. Captain America doesn't change the game. Right. And so to to that end, I do place it high in A tier. Sure. But not S. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it also has kind of a, you know, the third act suffers. And we're going to find that that is pretty much true across the board. Yeah. Uh, with just a couple of exceptions. Yeah. Um. But a lot of MCU films really struggle with that. So then then we go to Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier, which, again, is another absolute home run for me. Yeah. Um, you know, to be fair, we, I I love all the Cap movies. They're all freaking I like them, good. too. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, like, I do like we can get that out of the way. Um, I definitely place The Winter Soldier in a tier very securely. Mm. Um, it's one of the more serious MCU entries, which is, you know, in retrospect, it's kind of a gem because of that. Yeah. And it asks really important questions and it, it pushes cap in a way where he needs to come to grips with the way America behaves today. Yeah. That, you know, that's actually interesting how, you know, you look at the first cap and, you know, it largely does take place in the past and tries to show that, you know, that sort of golden days kind of vibe and and looking at Winter Soldier, it does like even if you look at the freaking movie posters uh, that you have here in the tier list. I mean, the first one, it's very, you know, primary colors, very bright, very kind of hopeful uh, and resolute seeming. And then you look at the one for Winter Soldier and it is almost universally gray, which it's, it's misty. It's yeah. somber. It's bummed out. And it's um, and it's not clear, which which is interesting, you know, that that mistiness kind of leans into 
some of the themes in the movie of like stuff it stuff doesn't feel as cut and dry as it used to right everything's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. feels kind of a lot more ambiguous and cap has to try to navigate that and deal with the difficulties of it honestly i thought you would uh you were gonna put this in s tier uh, you know i it's really on the edge um but again does it change the game it is a pinnacle example of um what the mcu can achieve but it it didn't change movies as we know it and so Mm. to that end again a is incredibly honorable Mm. the a is a is an amazing film Mm -hmm. but i would not argue with an s tier rating either right like is it it is maybe just that good but like to me i think I think that it did. Uh, I think it did change things, but in a more subtle way, um, because I feel like Winter Soldier was it. It looked at the scope of things and it looked at these kind of heavier themes. Um, and like you said, like it really uh, took more of a somber approach to things. And mm. I think that was a major change for, you know, from the kind of high octane stuff that we had seen before, um, where it, it did say, let's, let's take this seriously. And, but does it deserve that S tier rating? Do you believe that? God, uh, man, you're, 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 <laughs> you're pushing, it, it you're needs pushing like, my gut. Yeah, no, I, Yeah. <sighs> I get you. Yeah, so I would give it like an A plus 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 plus, right? Sure. You know, because and I and by the way, I did put these in order on my list, left to right. Like, what is the best, right? Oh, I did not. And so, do that. so for me, it is at the top of A tier, mm. right? It is, and I like it better than some of the things I put in S tier. Sure. Okay, because I enjoy both of those films better than Iron Man, and I love Iron Man. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, now when it comes to civil war, I, I like it, but I don't think it holds up to the others Mm. um, in the same way. I think it is almost pure spectacle and with barring the very emotional ending. And I think that it it is one of the rare examples of a movie actually wrapping up really well. Yeah. Um, and maybe the third act is the strongest. Mm -hmm. Um, the beginning is a little slow. And the middle is mashing toys together. And boy, that's a really fun scene <laughs> where they mash toys together. Oh, like, yeah. I don't I don't want to disparage it. Right. It's super exciting. But man, really compared to the other two, it feels so much more like I mean, they're all a product, right? Yeah. But this one really feels more like a product. And mm. for me, I like to pop on Civil War when I want to watch the airport scene. Yeah. And, and to that end, for me, that's a perfect example of B tier. That's where I put it to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I, 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 I don't really have anything to add. That's, it's pretty solid. I mean, it's, it's a fun movie for sure. Absolutely. And it's worth noting that it came out around the same time as uh Batman V Superman. And certainly of the two, it's, it's far superior. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not, a, I mean, obviously. Okay. 
So that's the those are the Captain America films. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's round out the the Holy Trinity and My talk boy. about Thor. Oh yeah. Thor. Oh um, man. Thor is awesome. Um, in terms of comics, comics specifically, Thor is my favorite. Mm. Um, I l- the 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 comic book run with Gore the God Butcher is probably my favorite comic story of all time. Oh, I love it. Um, the Thor films have been a mixed bag for general audiences. Yeah. So, but starting with Thor one, I feel like I'm one of the few people that like this movie. I, um, I like a, it fine. A lot of people have beef with it. So so what do you think? Where does it belong? I The first Thor film directed by Kenneth Branagh. I put it in B. Um, hmm. Mainly because like I like Thor himself. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the character. I enjoyed seeing all the stuff that had to do with him. Um, you know, seeing Asgard and all that stuff was a lot of fun. Um, and the whole the whole uh trial he has of realizing, oh, I've just been a spoiled brat and I need to actually take take this seriously and think about, you know, who I am and what I have to offer and not treat the world and everything around me as if it just exists basically for me consequence free for me to just do whatever the heck I want. Um, so I, I actually just moved it because you reminded me of things I like about it. Good. And cause I had it in C tier. Oh, cool. Uh, but I will happily move it up to B tier. And, and I think that the niche that it kind of scratches is what Kenneth Branagh brings to it, which is this is one of the more sort of classic screenplays. Mm. Like it is, it is by the numbers hero's journey. It feels Shakespearean at times, you know, but then it also has a lot of that good stuff. I do think Natalie Portman is underutilized. I, she, she's probably one of the things I like least about it. Like, but I totally, I know not everyone agrees, but like, I love their relationship. I really liked Thor and Jane together. I felt that chemistry, hmm. but like, but they don't, but her character is basically, I'm smart and I love Thor. Right. Yeah. And, and that just, that's not Portman's fault. Hmm. That's, that's going, well, this movie's not really about you. Right. Right. And that's, that's a bit of a problem. Also, the the scene where he's on Frost Giant World, I get it. It's Frost Giant World, but I can't see anything. (laughs) Sure. Fair. You know what I mean? And so that that prevents it from being much better. There's also some weird stuff with music and the Warriors three kind of, you know, but, you know, ultimately, I I really like Thor. I'll throw it in me. Yeah. Okay, so now we need to talk about. I mean, do we do we have to? Yeah, <laughs> we have to talk about. Well, the worst thing. What are the worst things that the MCU has ever produced? I, uh, which is Thor: The Dark World. I'll just say this because because okay. you're you're gonna you're gonna roast this thing the way it's intended to be roasted. And be. That's just yeah. fine. Absolutely. I am thrilled that this exists. If only 
because I think this movie's existence probably proved to be a major uh, catalyst to giving us what we got next. I feel like I feel like the I don't think it's the catalyst. Well, I think that uh, white I think Taika Waititi was like, what can I salvage from this? Right. But I will but I will say to support your point a little bit that I think there are some wonderful parts of this movie. Mm. Because kind of like Iron Man 2, it's like two different movies. Mm. Because literally they fired the director halfway through. Oh, and, and by and large, I kind of like the first half of this movie. Mm. Um, I like all the Thor and Jane stuff. I like the conflict with Sif. Like, isn't that who he's supposed to be with? Odin doesn't approve of Jane. You know, um, there's there's some really kind of cool things happening. The best part of the film, in my opinion, and what saves it from being like an F tier mm. is Tom Hiddleston. I mean, oh, sure. What a wonderful emotional performance that he delivers um, when he's trapped in the jail. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I just I just love that where this movie super suffers. Here we go. It has the worst MCU villain, period, uh, which is such a shame because, first of all, it's not even Malekith. Not, it, you know, comic book Malekith is more like Green Goblin and Joker. Mm. Right. He's a total psychopath like he's terrifying he and he loves he's a total sadist Mm. this one has zero personality to speak of whatsoever and his big plan is to make darkness what (laughs) it's so stupid and then his little like henchman guy that runs around the dude with the horns he's just a big guy with horns that's this that's his whole character uh, there's there's nothing else happening here and then and then he has the other problem of like infinite faceless you know uh cronies that just get destroyed right yeah they look kind of cool but um they're they're just kind of meaningless and then thor solves the problem by using science rods uh, dumb it's real dumb um but thank God for Tom Hiddleston. That much I'll say. Uh, hey. For me, that that prevents it from being an abject failure. Gets you through the movie a little bit. But I put it near the bottom of D tier. Sure, second to last place. I think that that's probably uh, from from what I've heard and seen. It seems like that perspective is pretty universal. Pretty universal. So let's go back to a positive note because then I'll say it. Thor Thor really comes back from the dead as we go into Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah. It's my jam. A, a movie where it's very clear that everyone involved is having a great time. Oh, I thought you were and gonna say called called me to ask me what kind of movie they should make. That is true, right? (laughs) They just they just looked at like you know a hair metal cover from the seventies and eighties, and then they just said, "Let's just make a one of these." (laughs) And you know, Taika Waititi, he's got great creativity, and I don't love everything he does, uh, except for Jojo Rabbit. That thing, I freaking love that movie. (laughs) Um, and, And and even Thor Ragnarok is not perfect to me, but I boy. 
What a nice change <laughs> from Dude. where Dark World was taking it. So, I mean, I feel like if I had to, if I had to describe this movie in just a single word, it would just be fun in all caps. Absolutely. Because it totally yeah, it is. is fun. It's a good time. Even the cover is just wonderful to look oh, it's at. Freaking right? bananas. This thing has got, you know, Gladiator Hulk. It's got Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> he was a treasure. Ostensibly playing Grandmaster, but he's playing Jeff Goldblum. Which is fine. <laughs> which is great. We love that. Tom Hiddleston's back. We're happy about that. There's a big dog. Sweet. Super sweet. And definitely top five, maybe even top three MCU villains. Uh, Hella. Uh, what's the actress's name? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm forgetting. Uh, Kate Blanchett, right? Kate Blanchett. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a wonderful performance. I mean, she, and it, it's the right kind of over the top. She does. She she seems like the go to for like the big uh super powerful non-human entity like you know she she was uh galadriel in lord of the rings too right yeah, she's what a, got what, that power yeah. lady vibe going on oh 100 also i uh watched mrs america on hulu uh when that uh premiered and that was also very good mm. the lady can freaking act oh okay totally. so she's an absolute master at her craft just the look on her face when she she's got her hair down and she just mm-hmm. runs her hands over the top of her head and like to make the horns to appear. make the horns yeah. appear. And you just watch what her face does there where she you can tell she's just like, all right, let's turn the dial up a bit. There we go. And you can you can just you can Feel her adrenaline just rise just by looking at that twist of her face. It's just it's so good. Um, yeah, her her ability to control her expression in the perfect moment is so good. Um, she is pretty scary. Oh, while also being a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, she is one of the most evil characters in the MCU period. And yet I love her so much. Oh, she's just, <laughs> she's just unrepentant. She knows what she's oh, about she's so, and she's like, she, I'm gonna she's do evil this. and loving it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's Dude. just throw knives everywhere. <laughs> Couple of small issues I do have with the movie is that, um, the warriors three are just disposed of. Yeah. Which is really kind of too bad. Um, I'm, Cause they're great characters. And then uh, Sif is nowhere to be seen. And I realized that that's probably just, you know, because of actors doing stuff, but I love Sif as a character and, you know, she really had kind of something going in the second film and then she just disappears and then she's barely in the fourth one. Mm. Um, So that, that was kind of too bad. And then there are points where I think, Taika brings in some great comedy and there are other parts where he brings it in and I don't think it's appropriate hmm. um, or it's like too low hanging. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like when, when Asgard gets destroyed and, and Korg has a joke 
about how the foundations will stand. And then he goes, Oh, those foundations are gone. Like really everyone just saw their home get absolutely destroyed. You know what I mean? I like, it's not that fun. You know, I, I hadn't, I hadn't actually thought about that, but hearing you say it. Yeah. That, that does make a lot Having of sense. Having said all that, Ragnarok absolutely deserves a place in a Oh yeah. Totally. But not as. Um, yeah, it, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Definitely. And I've rewatched it many times. Totally. And then that brings us to Thor Love and Thunder, mm. also known as Ragnarok 2. Yeah, yeah, Electric yeah. <laughs> super duper fun. It's a very fun movie, a very colorful, fun. Well, mostly colorful. There are parts where it's literally not colorful, which was but very for the most cool. part, <laughs> which is also very cool. Mm. Yeah, There's some really creative things happened in this in this movie. Yes. Um, and I know you loved it oh. for me. However, it is a solid B. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it is a fun ride. I think I'm definitely going to watch it again. Oh, hell yeah. Um, 100%. I'm going to enjoy watching it again, but boy, does it have some tonal weirdness? Mm. Um, it's not, it's not quite sure what movie it wants to be. And, and gore is not gore. Doesn't fit in this movie. Hmm. Tonally, in my opinion, gore is is too good for what happened here. And I felt like the joking got a little out of hand Hmm. and uh, the the goat screaming jokes. It was used too much. It was it was a little much. Mm -hmm. I love Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) He, He was he was something else. Zeus was great. The post credits is just, oh yeah, so excited for that. Oh my god. Um, but uh, yeah. But your thoughts? I honestly, I I put it in in a tier, but I you know I fully admit my bias. Um, oh yeah. I like it. It would be in the a tier of Andrew's favorites. I have no doubt. Yes, that's uh, I. I get, w- but is it really the best of what the MCU has to offer? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, see, I hate that question, um, but this is why we're here. Uh, that is why I, we're here. I thought that B is not bad, by the way. I thought that they did some really cool stuff here. Like, honestly, I I loved what Christian Bale did here with gore. Um, I having said that, I think they could have done more with him. Oh, definitely. Um, 100%. And he does a wonderful job. But, by the way. Oh my God. Like just he, he inhabits that character. And I like, I could feel like he was just taking it as far as they let him take it. Like as far as MCU villains go, and just the kind of like screen presence and like kind of darkness that I think these actors are allowed to bring because Disney, um, they know kids are coming to these movies and, you know, you could definitely imagine like there's gotta be a line where they're like, okay, you just, even if the comic character might have gone somewhere real crazy you gotta pull it back um and i feel like christian bale did a great job of walking a uh a line where you 
definitely got that um that personality his performance is so sincere yes and well done and and i love it and so it's really hard for me when goat scream joke is in the same movie right like Mm. to me that's like the same tonal dissonance as like um uh hunchback of notre dame right where you've got all of these really serious things happening and then here's gargoyles making fart noises right sure like there's a difference between comic relief and just absolute bathos and like undercutting your own sense of drama because it makes you uncomfortable Mm. right and and there are times where i think white td can can be sincere and there are other times where i think he's afraid to be. Mm. And so that is a, a thing about love and thunder, which I did greatly enjoy. Yeah. But it, but it did hurt the experience for me. And I think we can see that in the mixed response that it's received. Yeah, that that's, that's true. I have heard, I've heard as many people say they love the bejesus out of it as people who said that they had some difficulty with it and honestly i i both arguments that i've heard have been have been good um so yeah they're they're valid i mean yeah but again i kind of feel like i'm watching two movies yeah so i can understand um and and i am personally biased because gore is my favorite book um yeah you know and and by the way the illustrations in that series are just top notch i'll need to um, pick it okay up. Yeah, you got to go pick it up because it's so good. Gore is such a more interesting character and much more irredeemable. Um, and that makes him very fascinating. Now, okay, quick question. Um, we are already almost at an hour and a half and we are not yeah, we halfway are. through this. So should we I, I'm thinking maybe we can make this a two parter. Yeah, well, I think we we probably have no choice but to do so. Otherwise, it's going to be um, like a three and a half hour Let's, let's maybe do one more character okay. if if you will yeah. which is going to be two films sure so i want to talk about ant-man okay and just real quick for me ant-man the first one is a b-tier movie yep that's it's where i put really it really fun it scratches the itch but it isn't you know martin scorsese cinema sure. <laughs> it it honestly it felt to me and it has a dumb villain even outside of um even outside of looking at this like a tier list just in in terms of general film i walked i remember walking away from ant-man feeling like it was just kind of a b-tier movie like a like a a B movie where it, it felt like, like maybe even intentionally <laughs> to a, to a degree. I, right? Well, I don't know about intentionally, but it felt like, like, I don't know if maybe it felt like slightly lower budget or like, like it wasn't getting the same level of maybe care or, um or I don't know, attention or whatever that, that air quotes, the big, ones got like it it just felt like almost like kind of an afterthought like oh we should get another here uh let's do ant-man yeah well 
To be fair, Ant-Man's also one of those movies that kind of had some production issues mm. and like it changed directors one or two times. Oh. Um, and so there was that. So I think we got a really good movie, all things oh, considered. Sure. Um, but it and it was basically just a comedy. Yeah. And I think a straight up comedy is in a lot of times just really going to struggle in a list like this when, you know, you're in the same universe as Winter Soldier it and Black Panther. I th- it's it's kind of tough. I think and this this is no one's fault, but I found myself having a lot of difficulty getting my brain to to forget that it's Paul Rudd like no well, because he plays Paul Rudd. Ex- I mean, exactly. Paul Rudd only has one character that he's ever done, and it's Paul Rudd. Right. Mm. And we love him for it. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I forget. Oh, go on Hulu. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really talk about his range. Right. Go on Hulu. He's not Heath Ledger. And <laughs> and watch. I think it's called uh, The Shrink Next Door. He does. It's a show with Will Ferrell where he plays. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't that like a dark it's, comedy kind it, of? I wouldn't. Like super dark. It, it's a drama. And oh, it is a drama. I have up. never. Yeah. I've never, ever, ever seen Paul Rudd like that. Like I freaking he's great in it and I hate him so much. Oh, like, good. well, maybe and maybe I need to see that now because that actually sounds really interesting. I actually had to I have shut seen it ads off for it. I, like we watch a couple episodes. It was a little intense for us like this. I it it can put you in a mood. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you don't need that right now, you don't. That That's how it was for me with uh, Handmaid's Tale. You know, like I'm scared to watch like, wow. that show. <laughs> I, it's, it's This is really good, but I don't need this in my life right now. Right. right? Like, yeah. Ugh, yeah. This is it's I'm sorry, but you were all very much too good at your jobs. Yep. <laughs> for me to get through this. Um. Um. So Ant-Man's beat. Yeah. Uh, let's. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, however, I, boy, I don't like this movie. Um, I put it in C. I was just like, yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I, I, I didn't, I didn't care enough about it to, to, to go, I'm to go put lower. it in D tier. Cause like, it doesn't anger you. Right. It was just <laughs> like, uh, that was the thing that happened. Yeah. Um, I put it at the top of D tier mm. for me um, because I, I think it is just a very forgettable. Just how many times can we say the word quantum? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. You know, it's so annoying. The The bad guy is boring. There's a couple of bad guys. Uh, they're all boring. Ant-Man villains uh, just don't do it for but me. But I will give you this. It does have both movies have one character that make it all kind of worth it. You know who I'm talking about? The master of recaps. Hello? Hello? Oh, there I'm you are. listening. Oh, you're listening. You can't think of who I'm thinking of? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Oh my gosh. I forgot the actor's name. Hold on, I gotta look it up. Um Oh you uh, remember either. <laughs> IMDB. I'm picturing him in my mind, but now I can't remember his name. Uh okay. Hold on. Ant Man. <laughs> Good lord, this is—he—he's really just the best part of all of this. Um, everyone listening is just screaming at the show right now. 
That means they're engaged. Michael Pena. Oh, uh, yeah. Who, who plays Luis. Oh, my God. Why? I, yes. I, I couldn't remember his name. He's freaking great. He's the master I of recap. I completely forgot about him. Oh, man. Yes. That's why this is in C tier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. I will push it up to the bottom of C tier. You're welcome, Ant Man and Watch. Actually, now that it's in, now that it's in C, I am gonna put it ahead of something else. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, but only one other thing. Oh, actually, my tier list looks better now because it's it's a little bit more pushed out in B. Then it has exactly two even rows between A and C, and exactly two even rows between S and D, and that just makes me happy. Mm, you get your little. Again, you your OCD. It's very satisfying. Out of there. Oh my gosh, mm. it's perfect. So I have five movies in S, six in A, seven in B, and then we do the reverse. Oh man! So that's uh, we've brought balance. Thank to goodness. The force. Thank goodness I talked to you about this. See? Right? You you fixed everything. Uh, you know, you fixed it. That's all. what I do. I fix things. So I guess next time we'll talk about Doctor Strange, Spider Man, uh, Black Widow. Captain Marvel and Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Black Panther. We also didn't talk yep. to or talk about. And uh, we did not go over the Avengers. And I was going to probably save the Avengers for the very, very end. Oh, yeah. Uh, but right now, just as a quick recap, in S tier, we put Iron Man, the first one. Yep. Uh, in A, we had uh, Cap 1 and 2. Yep as well as Thor Ragnarok uh, in B we had uh Captain America Civil War Ant-Man uh, and Thor's one and four mm. except for maybe Andrew put four in a. yeah I did <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> okay. that, that and then that's me just giving myself a little bit of slack right yeah because my list again my list is way different if it's just favorites um and then uh, in C tier, we put Ant-Man, the Wasp, and Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And in D tier, we put Hulk, Iron Man 3, The Eternals, and Thor, The Dark World. Yeah. Except for Andrew, who has Eternals in E, because he hasn't seen it, and it starts with E. Yep. It makes perfect sense. And the movie does feel like it goes on for an eternity. Yeah. Which is not a good sign. No. So... Um, yeah, well, so I guess we'll, we'll finish it up next time. Uh, there's enough here for you to yell at us about, and where can they yell at us? You can yell at us over on our (laughs) discord, which you can get yourself some access to by hitting us up over on Patreon at patreon.com slash inspiration point, where just like red dead coquette, you can go and support our happy little family. And uh, unlike an actual family, we let you in for like just a buck or two, really. Um, (laughs) You don't pay every time you visit your parents. What's going on at my, Oh, you pay just not with cash. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's very true. (laughs) Right. You'll pay. Um, You're going to pay. Oh, Oh, we've, we've lived <laughs> life. Um, so please head on over to Patreon, check it out. And if you like what you've gotten here, 
uh, either tonight or in the past, you know, join on up. We'd be happy to have you. Um, and in the meantime, uh, you know, if you haven't seen MCU movies, I don't know why you're listening to this episode, but <laughs> go check, check out the movies, see what you think, come up with your own tier list. Um, and we'll even even see the bad ones, Yeah, even Doesn't see matter. the bad ones because it's still a good time. You know, you know, yeah. it just it just is. And uh, God, I love Thor. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, who doesn't? Who honestly, doesn't oh, the, the hammer joke. The hammer jokes are fun. Anyway, yeah. Until next time, everybody stay inspired and go watch some MCU movies. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>